bread after our morning service and communion. So don't overeat, okay? We've got a lot of food out back. We hope you can be there for the celebration. The Stewardship Committee reminds you that reservations are not required for this occasion. Here's what you'll need to know when we do gather for the meal after our service. There will be two serving lines, one on the right side and one on the left side of the corridor headed in to the fellowship hall. Leave an opening through the center. For those of you that just want your morning coffee and Presbyterian donuts, they're in there on the left, so just don't get in line. Show yourself in. Um, Oh, and the regular sign-ups. I'm sure Pie Lady is here somewhere with the Habitat Pies. She's got a table set up out there. So that's in and off to the right. Now, speaking of the food, um, as you enter the room, you'll be selecting from sandwiches that include roast beef and Swiss cheese, ham and cheddar cheese, turkey and Swiss. I know you're getting hungry now, but we'll have something here in a minute. Um, and each, oh, and also tuna sandwiches. They are available on onion rolls or plain rolls. A vegetarian cheese sandwich is available if that is your preference. Just ask one of the servers for one of those sandwiches. Moms and dads, and perhaps some of the, those of you that might have a little smaller appetite, will note some of the sandwiches were cut in half so that they're half serving. So you can look for one of those if you want to curb your appetite. Um, let's see, then also what we have is peanut butter and jelly station is set up again. Whole bread, wheat bread, we got peanut butter, we got jelly, and especially you can cut it however, you know, we did this last year, whether they want it cut this way or that way or the fingers or whatever. So custom peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Uh, once you have your sandwich, you pass to the final prep tables where tomatoes, mayonnaise, mustard, onions can be added to customize your sandwich. Chips, fruit cups, treats, so on and so forth, pop water will all be there. The last item you need to know about this year's consecration lunch, this is a hint to our ministers, is that the benediction of this service will serve as the meal blessing. Enjoy the service and your all-star lunch. Please join us for refreshments in the fellowship hall after the service. We begin the service with our prelude.
After this I looked, and there was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white, with palm branches in their hands. They cried out in a loud voice, saying, People will come from east and west, from north and south, and will eat in the kingdom of heaven. Let us worship God. Please pray with me. Almighty God, you have knit together your elect in one communion and fellowship in the mystical body of your Son, Christ our Lord. Give us the grace so to follow your blessed saints in all virtuous and godly living, that we might receive the joy that you have prepared for those who truly love you and honor your grace with transformed lives and the sacrificial giving of themselves. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God, in glory everlasting. Amen. The word saint never is found in the singular in the Bible. It is only found there in the plural where all who are God's redeemed are addressed as the saints. 
So as saints confident in God's loving mercy, we confess our sin. Eternal God, in every age you have raised men and women to live and die in faith. We confess we are indifferent to your will. You call us to proclaim your name, but we are silent. You call us to do what is just, but we remain idle. You call us to live faithfully, but we are afraid. You call us to give, but we too often withhold. In your mercy, forgive us. Give us courage to follow in your way. What joined with those from ages past who have served you with faith, hope, and love, we may inherit the kingdom you promised in Jesus Christ. Amen. You might remember that our confirmands not just lead the first Sunday of the month, they also have to learn the Apostles' Creed. And for those of us who haven't learned it by memorization, you can find it on page 35 of your hymnals. Let us affirm together our faith using the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Amen. Please be seated, friends. Did you enjoy your extra hour of sleep last night? I don't know about you, but not just for Halloween's sake. We were getting out and cleaning our yard, so I pulled out my old sneakers, my old Nike sneakers, and looked at the swoosh on them and thought about what I was going to do with all the leaves that we cleaned up. And then, of course, this morning with the rain, there were more leaves. Do you ever despair like that? For all the routine things that we seem to do over and over again, and there's always more to do? Well, Nike is smart. Companies are smart when they brand. Do you know why they're called Nike? It's the Greek word for victory. Jesus Christ promises victory over the death and the grave and over those repetitive tasks that might wear us down. Paul writes about it. I invite you to hear in his letter to the Corinthians. But someone will ask, how are the dead raised? With what kind of body do they come? Fool, what you sow does not come to life unless it dies. 
And as for what you sow, you do not sow the body that is to be, but a bare seed, perhaps of wheat or of some other grain. But God gives it a body as God has chosen, and to each kind of seed its own body. Not all flesh is alike, but there is one flesh for humans, another for animals, another for birds, and another for fish. There are both heavenly bodies and earthly bodies, but the glory of the heavenly is one thing, and that of the earthly is another. There is one glory of the sun, and another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars. Indeed, star differs from star in glory. So it is with the resurrection of the dead. What is sown is perishable, what is raised is imperishable. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. Listen, I'll tell you a mystery. We will not all die, but we will all be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we will be changed. For this perishable body must put on imperishability and this mortal body must put on immortality. When this perishable body puts on imperishability and when this mortal body puts on immortality, then the saying that is written will be fulfilled. Death has been swallowed up in victory. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Carrie. I like that, uh, that part of 1 Corinthians. In King James, it's really kind of great. It doesn't say we shall not all die. It's there it says we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed, which I think should be a scripture verse that we put up in the nursery here. <laughs> I'm going to invite children to join me up here in the front. I've got something that I brought along today. They really aren't mine, but I've been told I'm happy, somebody would be happy to have them given away. But I'm, I've got just a few, more than a few of these things. Um, these are baseball cards. This is Joe Kesselmark. Nobody knows Joe Kesselmark. He played for the Canton Akron Indians. Um, Guess what's in that box over there? Baseball cards. cards. Guess what's in this box? Yeah, open it up. Let's take a look. Baseball cards? How many? What's in here? Baseball cards, yeah. We we got a lot of baseball cards. This one? uh, This is baseball cards. Yeah. There's a lot of them. And, And, you know, the real valuable cards that people think are in here are the ones if a baseball player is named an all-star. An all-star player is one who was very good at either batting or catching or throwing or pitching. All of those things are the really good ball players were known as the all-stars. And there's some all-star cards in here. One of the things that was used to happen at our house, the baseball cards came in bubblegum packets. And the paper around the cards was made of wax paper, and inside were always a baseball card or two, and then bubble gum. So you could chew the bubble gum. I thought the wax paper wrapper was one of the most valuable parts, because if you took that over to a sliding board 
and rubbed the sliding board with the wax paper that wrapped around the cards, it made the sliding board really fast. That's a trick to know. But then in the cards, you would have somebody who got a Ken Caminiti card from the Astros, and he said, "Uh, I'll give you three Ken Caminitis for one Ken Griffey. Well, guess which card was the most valuable, the Caminiti or the Ken Griffey card? If I give you three of these for one of your Ken Griffeys. Ken Griffey would be the most valuable card. That's how you knew who some of the all-stars were. I have this theory, we have too many people in Congress right now who don't know how to trade baseball cards. That's their whole problem. Anybody after worship wants to come here and take some, you're probably some really valuable cards. You could help yourself to baseball cards. But people tend not to collect them so much anymore. And not only did they learn about the player, but all the information about that baseball player was on the back. And people used to memorize that. Both boys and girls, they would memorize the batting statistics and the catching and playing and who they played for. It was a really pretty cool thing. Now, what's really nifty, at one point I made all backyard, that, that I can tell you, is that when it comes to Christians, they're also all-stars. And the all-stars really is anyone who puts their trust in Jesus Christ. Those are the all-stars. So we've got a lot of all-stars out here, which is pretty wonderful. Well, we're going to have a brief prayer, and then I'm going to ask that you kind of join your parents, and then we're going to have some people come up here for the church, and I'll explain that in a minute, and then after that, we'll sing a hymn, and then you can go. We're going to to Sunday school. Does that sound like a good plan? Good plan. Lord God, we give you thanks for all stars that are here, those who have put their trust in you, those who live with you in heaven, and those who live with us on earth now. Lord God, bless us. Help us to live lives that are grateful and thankful. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you would find your way back to your parents, that would be great. And then after worship, you can come up here and find cards. What's that? Yeah, you could take some cards later. Yeah. Over the past seven weeks, all of our hymns have had stars in them somewhere, and we didn't use any of the hymns or Christmas carols relative to Christmas. And uh, we've read Bible passages, all of which talk to us about stars in some way. And this is kind of the end of all of that. Matter of fact, our final hymn today will have no stars in it. Because we've come here on All Saints Day to celebrate all stars, those who live eternally with God. We also want to do something special to hold ourselves a little bit accountable as we face 2016. Frankly, what we do is very helpful to our officers, to our trustees and our elders. If we put amounts of money on the cards that you will find in your bulletin if you didn't receive one at home, then that helps our officers plan the future for ministry and mission in 2016. 
We recognize that not everybody is prepared to do that, but we think it would be helpful for our members, our friends, people who are part of other churches that are visiting with us today, to pause for a moment and say, in the next year, this is what I would like to do for God in my mission or my ministry through Jesus Christ. It may not be money. It may be some way in which you plan to spend your time or your energy. Some might want to say, I I would like to go to Grace House and visit with the men there. Or I will help take care of my neighbor next door. Uh, Carrie and I do not know um, what happens with these cards, except we get reports. But we don't pay attention individually if there are financial amounts on them. The only one who does that is Seska Corin who is our financial administrator. And she keeps records for people um, so that they might get reports from her, especially when they face tax time. But we think that this is an important part of our spiritual journey, to make some commitment to God. That's a challenge for us. If you're a child, you can always draw a picture of something you would like to do. I'm going to pause as well because I'm going to fill out a card for me. People don't realize that we also as pastors fill out cards too. And then uh, when I'm done, I'm going to walk down and put my card in this church and invite you to bring your cards up. We've got some hymns. Uh, You'll see that there are three of them and we'll sing them until everybody has a chance to come up and put their own card of whatever kind of commitment they want to make to God and put it in the church. Um, All of these hymns have stars in them. And then we'll have a prayer together, and after that prayer, there'll be another hymn which time we invite our children to go to um, Sunday school. So let's take a moment and make sure that we get ready for this part of our worship.
and stars of life. Lord of all, to Thee we raise this our hymn of grateful praise. For the joy of ear and eye, for the heart and man's delight, for the mystic harmony, Summer 
Great is God's faithfulness to us and our response to God. And in God's eyes, we are all stars. As you know, we have been throughout September and October celebrating the stars in this congregation who have invited more stars, more guests. And we have three other families that we want to recognize today for their bringing multiple guests or the same guest for multiple visits. So I want to thank Kate and Adam Smith and their family for bringing friends to Logos on several occasions, and we will share these with you. And we also want to thank Jonathan and Erica Trotto for their having invited multiple guests over multiple times, as well as Len Parker. As we look out on this glorious universe, we have the opportunity to shine, to radiate God's love, and to continue to do so by inviting guests, friends, and others who might find the love of God and share it outward themselves. Thank you for your faithfulness. A litany of prayer. Almighty and generous God, we bring to you ourselves our gifts and our intentions. Bless us, please, that we might be a blessing to others. Bless us, please, that our intentions to honor you with our gifts of time, talent, and resources might support the ministry you do through this fellowship and congregation. To all the high desires of pioneers and prophets. To a conviction and belief in the possibilities you give to each of us. To a passion for mission and a readiness to be of service. For commitments to be faithful in worship, faithful in prayer, and faithful in learning more about you. Lord of all, guide us by your Spirit as disciples of faith to share your love to everyone. May we shine like the stars when the world seems dark and guide people to hope. We ask all this in the character of Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory. Amen. From the last book in the Bible. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them as their God. They will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more, for the first things will have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, 
I am making all things new. Now the twelve gates of the city are twelve pearls. Each of the gate is a single pearl. And the street of the city is pure gold, transparent as glass. I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it, for the glory of God is its light, and its lamp is the Lamb. Nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. Its gates will never be shut by day, and there will be no night there. It is I, Jesus, who sent my angel to you with this testimony for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. The one who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The word of the Lord.
What a great anthem on which to kind of end this whole series about stars. Rather than preach, I'm going to tell you two stories. One of the stories I know really intimately, and the other pretty well. Martha and I were married in Bay Village, Ohio, on a very hot August day. And I had just completed a trip escorting about 40 people on a tour of the Lewis and Clark Expedition of 1804. We had made that trip on horseback, keelboat, raft, trains, planes, and automobiles. It was a trip that ended at Fort Clatsop outside of Astoria, Oregon. After sending the rest of the people home on separate airplanes from the Portland airport, I caught a plane that would take me to Cleveland, Ohio, for our wedding rehearsal. And the good news is I made it to the church 15 minutes before the rehearsal was to start. (laughs) The next morning, I arrived at the hairdresser's to ferry Martha to her home to get ready for the, the, the wedding. At that time, I was in possession of a red Galaxy 500 convertible. It was a snazzy Ford. Just for reaction, I parked it outside the hair salon with the top down. When Martha exited the salon, I got the reaction I anticipated. And I can tell you that if looks could speak, the wedding would have been postponed. (laughs) Martha spent the rest of the morning preparing herself. Some of the other men and I planned to go water skiing on Lake Erie the morning before the wedding. I mean, it was such a beautiful day. Why waste it? I got a phone call saying, don't you dare go water skiing and hit a log on the lake. And Then the time came, and the organ music was being played with muted tones. And then the organist pulled out all the stops, and the volume swelled, and the congregation sang a processional hymn, all creatures of our God and King. And she appeared in her white gown. And I thought that God had brought forth for me the most beautiful woman in the whole world. And I think about that scene In my life, every time I read the words, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth passed away and there was no longer any sea. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. It's the vision we have on All Saints Sunday.
our All-Stars Day. And I think that the residents of that beautiful city world will be humble people, not loud or bombastic folks. It's an interesting city as it's described, by the way. Um, People generally comment about the description of the city, gates made of pearls and the street of pure gold. And I think most Bible interpreters get it wrong. Why? Because we try to think about how the city is described as being so beautiful. I think that the text is telling us that our whole value system will be turned upside down, that gold will be so worthless that we'll pave the streets with it. What's valuable are the people who will be there, not the structure. Those people are God's all-stars. I hope that they include you and me. Some of you know that at a time or two I've said it's better to smoke in this life than in the next. Um, Mark Twain had a wry sense of humor and sarcasm. He once said that when he died, he would like to go to heaven for the climate, but would prefer to go to hell for the companionship. (laughs) I, I kind of doubt it. I don't know about Twain, but the people that I love and respect, I think, are in heaven or on their way there, and I'd like to join their party sometime. Um, I went thumbing through these cards. I was looking for one all-star player. He played for the L.A. Dodgers. I found the card. On the back of the card it said, Pitcher, bats right, throws right, height six foot three, weight 190 pounds. Born September 16 in Buffalo, New York. Graduated from high school, Cherry Hill High School, Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Graduated from college, Bowling Green State University. Drafted by the L.A. Dodgers in the 17th round. Signed June 9, 1979. Baseball fans are familiar with the name Oral Hershiser, though most don't know that he was born in Buffalo, New York. He was not perfect in every way. But at the height of his career with the L.A. Dodgers, Oral dominated hitters like Few pitchers ever have. I think there's only one pitcher I think was greater than he was. That's Sandy Koufax. In 1988, Oral received the Cy Young Award, and that same year, two MVP awards, one for the National League playoffs and the other for the World Series. Martha and I lived in Exton, Pennsylvania, during the 1980s, And our house was in a housing development called Marchwood. 
which was in Euclid Township. And Euclid was spelled in a really bizarre way. U-W-C-H-L. I mean, it's a Welsh word. It looks like it's unpronounceable. (laughs) Eddie, Harry, Morris, and Smokey Joe opened a tavern in Marchwood. These were the Lasorda brothers. And when their brother, Tommy, brought the Los Angeles Dodgers to Philadelphia to play the Phillies, everyone in Philadelphia rooted for the Phillies except those of us who lived in Marchwood because we liked the Lasordas and we all rooted for the Dodgers. After getting pounded in one game, Dodger manager Tommy Lasorda gave a verbal lashing to Oral Hershiser. And his teammates began to call what Tommy Lasorda said as the Sermon on the Mound. Laurel Lasorda told Oral that he was too timid. He gave hitters too much respect. So he gave Oral Hershiser the nickname Bulldog so that he would be tougher in games. But one night after a session meeting, Some of us went to Lasorda's Tavern to greet the Dodgers, for that's where they all went after a game in Philadelphia. It was too crowded in the tavern, so we just talked to the players in the parking lot. It was my only time to meet Oral Hershiser. During the National League playoffs, the TV camera zoomed in on Hershiser. They caught Oral in the dugout between innings singing softly to himself. Unable to make out the tune, the announcers merely commented that Oral's record gave him something to sing about. A couple days later, Johnny Carson replayed that section of the tape when Oral Hershiser joined him as a guest on the show. And Johnny Carson asked Oral what song he had been singing during the game and if Oral would sing it again right then and there. And the audience roared its approval and Oral Hershiser was... Well, he was reluctantly embarrassed. Then on national television, late at night, he sang the song that TV crews had caught. The song from the dugout went like this. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, you creatures here below. Praise him above you heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. In the middle of one of the most important baseball games in his life, Oral Hershiser was praising God. That's how the book of Revelation ends. 
It ends with humankind praising the creator and sustainer of all life, praising the image of a loving father who has watched over the death of his son on our behalf, a God who watches over us when we sleep at night, and one who offers a hand to guide us through the final night we call death. At some point, all God's stars are given the opportunity to sing and praise God's name. Even those who don't think that they can carry a tune are invited to sing. They are God's all-stars. And all are invited to hum along. Recognizing that we are all stars, let us dedicate the gifts that we give back to the one who gave them to us first. We give thee but thine own, whate'er the gift may be. All that we have is thine alone, a trust, O Lord, from thee. O God, as countless as the spiritual all-stars before us, we offer ourselves in love and service to you and to the fulfilling of your will on earth. Receive these gifts with the dedication of our lives toward continuing the work of all your saints who have dedicated themselves to live and serve in Christ's name. Amen. Friends, I don't know about you, but on this day when we move back to normal time, I always find myself a little hungrier about this time of the day, recognizing that 
I ate at the same time, but my body is used to more food by now. Well, we're going to have a great feast, and I want to encourage both confirmands and mentors who are going to be gathering upstairs after this worship to leave at the last verse of For All the Saints so that you can get your meal and we can start class. But I want to encourage all of us as well as we look at this table that is spread before us If you are spiritually hungry, if you are aching for forgiveness and grace, or if you are also feeling so joyous for all that God has given to you, then this is the place where you come to practice that request, that hunger, that joy. Come, for all is prepared. join me in prayer. Holy Lord, God Almighty, everlasting God, we thank you for commanding light out of darkness, for dividing the waters into sea and dry land, and for creating the whole world 
and calling it good. We thank you for making us in your image to live with each other in love, for the breath of life, the gift of speech, and the freedom to choose your way. Holy God, we thank you for your Son, Jesus, who lived with us sharing joy and sorrow. He told your story, healed the sick, and was a friend of sinners. Then obeying you, he took up his cross and was murdered by people he loved. We praise you that he is not dead, but has risen to rule the world, and that he is still the friend of sinners. We trust him to overcome every power to hurt or divide us, so that when you bring in your promised kingdom, we will celebrate victory with him. So, great God, give your Holy Spirit in the breaking of this bread, so that we might be drawn together and joined to Christ the Lord, there to receive new life and remain his glad and faithful people until we feast with him in glory. Amen. On the night of his arrest, our Lord and Savior took a simple loaf of bread. And after he had given thanks to God for it, as was his custom, he broke it. And he gave it to each one of his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body, broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In, rem- in obedience and gratitude, we do.
When the supper ended, our Lord took the cup as I do ministering in, in his name. And he said, this cup is the cup of the new covenant poured out in my blood for the forgiveness of sin. Behold the cup of salvation poured out for you. Drink ye all of it.
Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise for all the stars who've shown your love and how they live and where they move, for mindful women, caring men, accept our gratitude again. For all these saints who loved your name, whose faith increased our Savior's fame, who sang your songs and shared your word, accept our gratitude, good Lord. God of the ages, we praise you for all your servants who have done justice, loved mercy, and walked humbly with their God. For apostles and martyrs and saints of every time and place who in life and death have witnessed to your truth. We praise you, O God, and we do praise you for the saints who have joined God in the kingdom. You'll see their names printed in our bulletin. And I give thanks for Pat Miller, who will be intoning for us with the reading of each name. Trudy Dublin. Richard Wambach. Catherine Wagor. Lorraine Chamberlain. Beverly Fink. Mildred Sarniyoki. Bob Miller. Van Travis. Nancy Collins. Martin Tiemann. Robert Koch. Devins Osborne. Dick Poland. Tracy Ford. Jenny Allen. Francis Cutter. Dottie Deslock. Jean McAndrew. For all your servant stars who have witnessed bravely and died in faith, who still are shining lights in our memory. We praise you, O God, for those no longer remembered, who earnestly sought you in darkness, who held fast their faith in trial and served others. We praise you, O God. For those we have known and loved, who by their faithful obedience and steadfast hope have shown the same mind that was in Christ Jesus. We praise you, O God. And we praise you for saints whose memories are held before us. And so we give thanks for the beautiful flowers in the chancel given by the Sowery family in remembrance and love for Nancy and Vicki. We also give thanks for God's gift of grace and for God's gift of wholeness. So we join with the Wilsons in praying for Keith's good friend, Phil Stamatakos, with inoperable cancer. We also are in prayer for the surgeons who will care for Bob Pete's heart on November 5th when a stent is, in, is installed for him. And we're also in continuing prayer for Barb Welsh, who experienced a stroke this week and is back at the landings at Brighton. We're also in continuing prayer for Jen Lake's niece, who's doing all the things a baby should now. Keep us grateful for their witness and, like them, eager to follow in the way of Christ. Then at the last, bring us with them to share in the inheritance of the saints in light, 
Through Jesus Christ, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Let us sing the first and last stanza of our hymn. we've had a complete worship service to prepare us for lunch. With all of our prayers, may you go and enjoy what's been prepared for you. And as for being saints, I just make this suggestion. Let us act like it. Go in peace. May the love of God the Father the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the blessing of the Holy Spirit go with us and abide with us always. Amen.